Let us pray. They gave money also unto the masons and to the carpenters, and meat and drink and oil unto them of Zidon, and to them of Tyre, to bring cedar trees from Lebanon to the sea of Joppa, according to the grant that they had of Cyprus king of Persia. Ezra 3.7 Father in heaven, at this moment I come to you and ask you to do a diagnostic of my life. Search me and search my heart, so that any place in me that has become hardened through disappointment and defeats would turn back into flesh like the heart of the Israelites in the books of Ezra and Haggai. When I feel rejected from those who are building your church, give me the proper perspective to know that I do belong and that you've called all people from all nations to partake in your glorious blessings of forgiveness and newness. As the longing for more of you in my life increases, I will look in expectation to your word, for it is in your word that you point me to the greatest love and acceptance ever known, the love of Jesus. Therefore, my heart will remain at rest even when others push me away. Because in you, Lord, I have full access and acceptance. I belong in your temple. I have an assignment to help build the house of the Lord. And I belong to the body of Christ, which is your church. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for making prayer a priority in your life. To hear the Bible come to life, stay tuned for The Bible in a Year. Brought to you by BibleInAYear.com Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.
Looking for a fabulous fashion brand that celebrates you? Then look no further than Boston Proper, where styles are designed with you in mind, so you can look and feel amazing, no matter the day, season, or occasion. At bostonproper.com, you'll find fashion that knows you best. For over 30 years, Boston Proper has been the fashion destination for confident women who want to elevate their look with unique, sophisticated clothing at affordable prices. Visit bostonproper.com today. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else. The Exiles Return In our last story, Daniel was saved from the jaws of ravenous lions. The Lord protected him. This spoke to the king of the Medes, Darius. He proclaimed the goodness of God, and the Lord became famous in the land. Now we fast forward over 50 years. The Persians had complete control over Babylon. The Lord tugged on the heart of the king, and the exiles are sent back home to rebuild their city and restore their culture. Inspired by the books of Ezra, Haggai, Daniel, Jeremiah, and Ezekiel. Hello, everyone. This is Jack Graham with today's episode of The Bible in a Year. In our latest episode, we heard how God rescued Daniel from the lion's mouths. Daniel had refused to hide his faith, his prayer, his worship of God, or to bow to King Darius, and was thrown into the lion's den as punishment as a regretful King Darius looked on, hoping Daniel's God would somehow save him. God did indeed rescue Daniel, and Darius praised the Lord for his greatness. Today's reading picks up more than 50 years later after last episode's events. God moved in the heart of the Persian king to allow his people to return home and rebuild their city. God was now taking his people out of their exile and restoring their rightful home. Let's listen now to the reading of God's Word. Dawn scattered across the Persian landscape The air was filled with the smell of new spring bloom. The budding sun splattered colors across the sky, and King Cyrus of Persia basked in its morning light. The king of Persia had conquered all that was once Babylon. As a result, he had been introduced to the ways of the Jewish exiles. King Darius had told him of all that happened with Daniel in the lion's den. He had heard tales of the seas parting and the reign of King David, He had a newfound love for the exiles. As he sat on his rooftop basking in the glory of the new day, the Lord tugged on the Persian king's heart. As Jeremiah had prophesied years before, it was time for the people of God to return home. So a decree was sent across the land that the exiles were free to return to Jerusalem and the surrounding region of Judah and Israel. Not only were the people free to go, but they were sent back with the sacred items King Nebuchadnezzar stole from the temple. Among the people was a man named Zerubbabel. He led the exiles back home and helped them settle in. The land seemed strange. It had been over seventy years since they were taken. Some people still remembered the great nation. Others had been born and raised as exiles in Babylon. Many homes were still broken, and the city of Jerusalem seemed to be a ghost of its former glory. Zerubbabel and his leaders walked the city streets filled with sorrow. Dust and ash had collected on the old roads, and they led up to the plot of ash and debris where the great temple of God once stood. Two years had passed, and the city of Jerusalem was beginning to look as it once had. 
The old dust had been wiped away, and new families were settling in and making homes for themselves. Yet the temple still loomed over the city like a giant grave. It depressed the people, especially Zerubbabel. With the new resources that had been gained, Zerubbabel decided it was time to restore the temple. It would be no easy task, as it was almost completely destroyed during the Babylonian siege. Every able-bodied man was put to work. Slowly, the temple began to regain its former image. It still had much to go, but the foundation itself was built to last. Zerubbabel and his men rejoiced. The elders and Levites of the city bowed with joyful tears. They praised God for his faithfulness. He had promised to return them to their home, and he did. Yet the elderly in the city looked upon it and wept. Their tears were drowned out by the noise of cheering, yet they could not help but mourn over what the temple once was. Yes, the building was restored, but the presence of God seemed to be far still. They wept, and nobody noticed. Yet their tears revealed a deep need still left unmet in the heart of Israel. There were some in the land of Judah who had remained when the nation was overtaken. They grew up in the land, awaiting the return of their kin. When the remnant heard that the temple was being restored, they jumped in to help. We have been worshipping the God of Israel all our lives, they shouted with joy. Please let us aid you in the building of the temple. Zerubbabel was a good leader, but ignorant of the heart of God in many ways. He turned the remnant away, saying, This work is for us, and for us alone you shall have nothing to do with us. The remnant was shocked and hurt at his words. Cast aside, they steeped in bitterness towards the returned exiles. Zerubbabel made a great error in turning them away. He had failed to understand that the Lord desired that every nation should be welcomed into the family of God, especially those who shared the name of Abraham. The people of the land were discouraged and became enemies towards the exiles. They bribed counselors, vandalized their building sites, and wrote accusations against them to the king. They sowed lies and rumors that Israel planned to rebel against Persia once it regained its strength. This proved to be a great barrier to thriving as a nation. So for a while, King Cyrus ordered for the rebuilding project to cease until he was sure of their true intentions and loyalties. Cyrus was a generous king, but no fool. He would not give power to a nation that planned to war against him. Before the temple was to be repaired, the relationship with Persia must be repaired first. So King Darius was able to broker peace between Persia and Israel. Ezra, a scholar of the word of God and proclaimer of truth, was appointed to teach the people the law of God. As the temple was slowly restored, so the word of God went forth among the people. The temple restoration was completed, and it stood proud among the people of Judah and Benjamin. They stood in awe of its majesty, and awaited the connection with God to be restored as well. Ezra knew this would take time. He knew that the word of the Lord had to dwell richly in the hearts of men and women. It would be a task that would take a lifetime. Slowly the culture of Israel and Judah began to reform. Sacrifices were made in the temple, and God's law was proclaimed in the courts. Yet there was something missing. There was a lingering emptiness that all in the land felt. There was a longing for the presence of God to be near and felt. The temple was supposed to be that place where God would meet with his beloved. Yet there was a hidden sense that something greater was coming. 
something that the prophets Jeremiah and Ezekiel spoke of, not just a rebuilding of the temple of God, not just a rebuilding of the city streets, not just a rebuilding of the schools and teachings. No, there needed to be a rebuilding of the heart. Their hearts of stone needed to be replaced with hearts of flesh. This would not come to pass until much later, until the true presence of God dwelled in the city streets of Jerusalem. One day the fullness of God would re-enter the temple, but it would not be via sacrifices or incense. It would be through the footsteps of the Messiah. As we begin today's reading, there is a change in the air. Persia had conquered all of Babylon. Their ruler, King Cyrus, had become well acquainted with the Jewish people and knew of what God had done through his servant Daniel and others. His heart was soft and kind towards the exiles, a sign that God was working in his life to accomplish his sovereign purpose and will. After more than 70 years away from their homeland, it was finally time for the remnant of Israel to return home. Here again, we see God's overarching will and purposes being accomplished, not just through his chosen people, but also through rulers that he had placed in positions of power to carry out his plans. And so Cyrus issued a decree, releasing all the exiles to return to Jerusalem and the regions of Judah and Israel. It was just as God had spoken through the prophet Jeremiah. These exiles were seeing the fulfillment of God's promise to give his people a hope and a future. That's one of the great verses of the Bible in Jeremiah 29, 11. What's incredible is that Cyrus didn't merely send the people away and wish them the best. He allowed them to take back the sacred elements from the temple, things carried off by Nebuchadnezzar so many years before. So another sign of God's faithfulness and his hand of provision we see in all of this. The returning Jews were led by a man by the name of Zerubbabel. But as joyous as this return was, it wasn't all easy. There was so much work to be done. Years of wars, pillaging, and neglect had left Judah and Israel in a sad state. God's temple lay in ruins, so they set to work, rebuilding what was lost. Of course, they weren't alone. There were those who had stayed behind, kinfolks who were now strangers. They were eager to help rebuild the temple and the city, but Zerubbabel's heart harbored pride and bitterness. Rather than accept the help and fellowship, he turned away from those still in the land. His attitude, unfortunately, sowed division and animosity, stunting the flourishing that God wanted for his people. This is the reason we must be very careful about creating divisions and separations between us and others, especially in the family of God. As Jesus prayed in John 17, we should ask for unity and pray that God keeps us together in the work that he's called us to do. The seed of bitterness grew and undermined the process of rebuilding to the point that King Cyrus halted any efforts for fear of a revolt against his kingdom. King Darius intervened on behalf of Israel and helped restore peace, and efforts to restore the temple resumed. But all the restoration would be for nothing if there was not a change in the hearts of God's people. They needed to return to God, to know God's law and obey it. And so Ezra was sent to Jerusalem because, as we read in Ezra 7, verse 10, 
For Ezra had devoted himself to the study and observance of the law of the Lord and to teaching its decrees and laws in Israel. It is so very important that God's people have a man of God like Ezra who will teach and explain his word and impart godly wisdom straight from the scripture. Today's reading reminds us that we too must be careful to hear, study, and obey God's word, for this is the only path to flourishing, to an abundant life. Slowly but surely, Israel and Judah began to return to a place of devotion to God. Homes were rebuilt, including the temple of God, God's house. But the land would never return to its former glory as in the days of David and Solomon. Yet a time was coming when God would send someone far greater than his temple and his courts, one greater than Solomon, God's very presence. Jesus would come to the earth as the Messiah to fulfill all of the promises of God, and God would now dwell in the hearts of his people. In the Old Testament, God had a temple for his people, but now in Christ, God has a people for his temple. For you, we are the temple of God because of what Christ has done for us. Dear God, thank you for today's reading, which reminds us that you are faithful to your promises, always and forever. Thank you that we can live in a house not made with hands, but a temple made by your hands, the work of the Holy Spirit. We pray that our lives would be a sanctuary of your presence, that we would live flourishing and an abundant life, that you may be glorified in all that we do, that Jesus would be first and that your kingdom would advance. In Christ's name, amen. Thank you once again for listening to today's Bible in a Year podcast. I'm Jack Graham from Dallas, Texas. You can download the Pray.com app and make Bible study and prayer the priority of your life. If you enjoyed this broadcast, let me encourage you to share it with someone you know, someone that you care about, because sharing God's Word is a powerful influencer in people's lives. Be a witness and tell people about the Word of God and the testimony of Jesus. And let me encourage you to go to jackgraham.org, that's jackgraham.org, for many resources that are free and fully available to you if you just check them out. Again, that's jackgraham.org. God bless you. This episode is sponsored by MediShare, an innovative healthcare solution for Christians to save money without sacrificing quality. Welcome to the Pray News Podcast, where hope is our only bias. Each day, we'll unpack the most prominent stories happening in the news and offer a Christian perspective. We won't shy away from the hard topics, and we won't dilute the hopeful message of Christ. This is more than a daily brief on the news. It's a way to be informed and transformed. Listen to Pray News on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for 
more info now. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.